0: will feature industry professionals and other construction industry representatives to help our listeners stay up to date with current and future trends in construction. So here we go. Welcome back to iPodcast, AGCMO. Today's guest is Steve Oslika. Steve is the executive director for the Hawthorne Foundation, and I would guess that most people listening to this really don't have any idea what the Hawthorne Foundation is. So, Steve, thanks for being here.
1: Thank you, Len, and and, uh, thanks to all the members of AGC for their investment and commitment to Hawthorne and its mission.
0: Could you uh, talk a little bit about what Hawthorne is, what Hawthorne does, what it's
1: all about? Sure thing. We were founded in 1982 by then-Governor Kit Bond. The main thrust was to encourage the business Labor and academic community to support the sitting governor in an effort to attract, retain and develop business in the state of Missouri and hopefully do so without taxpayer expense being involved. So every governor has, since then Governor Bond, has put their stamp on Hawthorne and we've evolved into an organization that supports a lot of different government initiatives depending on the sitting governor's priorities, but always keeping our core mission from the beginning about attracting business and keeping it here. So
0: this is a private foundation that works with the governor to really promote economic development and do some things that maybe couldn't be done otherwise without a private
1: foundation. Right. Our investors include key stakeholders in that mission. So the utility companies, the railroads, a number of construction companies, you know, obviously uh, yourselves at AGC, labor management consortiums like the Electrical Connection, and then the major universities in the state, and also the uh, Community College Association of Missouri.
0: How many investors are there in the foundation?
1: There are several uh, levels of investment. We've got about 55 board members that are invested uh, at a, a fairly significant level, and then there are a number of economic development partners below that, that are, uh, I'd say, probably 30 or 40 of those. And then our executive committee is right now 11. So there's a significant presence within Hawthorne statewide.
0: Now, how does the connection between the governor's office and the executive committee or the, or the activities of the Hawthorne Foundation, how are those determined? What sort of process do you use?
1: Good question. There are several different things there. The first is, of course, the core mission of Hawthorne, which is the business attraction aspect. Typically, that's coordinated with the Foreign Trade Office. They will set up one or two trade missions per year, and then they coordinate the costs and the itinerary with us in concert with the governor's office. And then also the governor's office will get in touch with us regarding initiatives that they want to establish, that they want us to sponsor. So, for example, task forces. We had a number of governor's task forces over the last two years. One was the uh, entrepreneurs and startups. Another was facilities management for the state, which I think you yeah, guys Yeah, I think may, I served you, on you that, on and that, that was a yeah. really
0: looking at all the different Coordination
1: right. across departments, and then uh, one was fleet management. You know, because the state owns a lot of vehicles, and and the the idea was how do we streamline processes to make government management of the fleets more efficient? Hawthorne has sponsored those initiatives so that we we help bring in the the uh, the talent, and then we facilitate the, the costs for those uh, mm-hmm. for those things. And then the the latest two big initiatives that were started under Hawthorne sponsorship was Talent for Tomorrow, which uh, folds right into the governor's priority of workforce development, and then Best in Midwest, which was a complete restructuring and realigning of the, uh, the mission of the Department of Economic Development to get it more laser focused on What they're supposed to be doing, which is economic development, there was a lot of other things in that bucket that they've moved out into other departments within state government. So, uh, we've been very busy the last couple years. Plus, we did a number of trade missions. You know, since I've been here, you know, Governor Greitens went on a couple, and Governor Parson this year has gone on a couple—one to Europe and then one to Australia, and I can I can touch on those with some specifics, if you like. Sure. as Well,
0: well. Let, let's talk about this talent for tomorrow thing that you're involved in, and obviously workforce is a big issue for every industry, for construction, for everyone. So what is the process for there? What sort of direction is that headed?
1: They formed you know, a task force to assist the governor, basically, in, in trying to overcome this two-edged sword of we have low unemployment, which is really nice. But with that comes a challenge, which is companies like the ones that are invested in AGC clearly are going to have a challenge of getting good people. And the union halls as well are you know concerned about getting more people in and, and getting them trained.
0: And this um, is across other industries too. You absolutely. talked about all the other investors. Ameren absolutely. And, and the railroads. Yep. and
1: Over the last year, that's one of the reasons why we've been able to get some of our investors to really upgrade their investment because they really are bought into you know, the idea of supporting that talent for tomorrow. So Missouri One Start, I think, is, is a good product of that. There's going to be more. I mean, it's a process. There's going to be more and more coming out of the Department of Higher Ed and the workforce group uh, relative to that to support the governor's priorities. I don't think he'll change from that. I think he'll stay focused on that workforce piece because that's clearly a challenge for our businesses.
0: You mentioned the trade missions. People think those are big junkets and that that's uh, all play, but I know there's a lot of work and a lot of things that go on to try to make sure that you do grow Missouri's economy when you make those visits.
1: Right. You know, every governor has their own stamp on these things. You know, I can tell you that in the last year, the there were very clear objectives for these. In Europe, uh, we had, you know, obviously the, the senior meeting with Bayer culminating in, uh, what was the large investment here in St. Louis? But also you can't ignore the fact that, yeah, the Governor was there, and he did have great chemistry with the senior leadership at Bayer. But there were a lot of other things going on behind the scenes that brought us to that point. And so the you know the Bayer management here and also in Germany had a lot to do with that behind the scenes uh, as well. But you know Governor Parson did a great job of going over there and meeting the people, getting to know them. Clearly, they're in the agricultural business. He's a third-generation farmer, so they speak the same language in many ways. So that was the big fish from that trip. However, there were 46 other sea-level business meetings during that seven days or so that we were there. That's a lot. And, you know, 12 U.S. government foreign official meetings and, you know, a significant amount of investment that came out of that. And, you know, the governor said, as we we went to the Paris Air Show, and specifically to that is to find – subcontractors that do do business with Boeing, for example, you know, and and encourage them to come to Missouri. We'd like to have their workers here. We'd like to have their business here, but we'd also like to support our major manufacturing so that perhaps a subcontractor to Boeing might be a little bit more competitive if they're down the road versus overseas. Right. So there was that. In Australia, it was a little different. uh, There there were some significant exchanges with the Australian government relative to infrastructure and some of their ideas on infrastructure, infrastructure asset recycling. There were a number of C-level business meetings, but also we dealt with some aerospace and defense there because the Australians do buy a lot of of our defense products. And then we had uh, meetings with uh, Blue Scope Steel, which has three Missouri plants And then, again, uh, a meat processing company that has offices and operations all over Asia and Australia. They were interested in locating in the United States. They were very likely to locate in another state besides Missouri. And after the governor met with them, they came to Kansas City and had a meeting with the governor and the DED people. And so
0: these are sort of the things that people don't understand, people don't see, it just happens. Let me put it this way. It doesn't just happen. It happens because of businesses that step forward, make the investment, because you can't use public dollars for this sort of thing. It needs to be private investment to drive this sort of thing. Right.
1: There's a little bit of a political optic element in this that that you can imagine. It's nice for the governor to be able to say, hey, this is all paid by private investment. But a lot of behind-the-scenes work is done ahead of that. Like you said, the Foreign Trade Office sets up a lot of these meetings. In Australia, they worked with the Australian-American Chamber of Commerce to uh, set up a lot of these events. And um, consequently, when we get there, everything is choreographed very well. Your time is spent well. And when it's over, it's time to move on. There's not a lot of time to be wasted. If there's follow-up work, it'll be done after the fact by the governor's staff or or the Director Dixon and the Department of Economic Development.
0: Now, what's the future direction for Hawthorne as we move
1: into 2020? What sort of things are you looking at going forward? Well, we'll have a trade mission to the Middle East in March. And then, for the most part, it'll be task force driven because it's an election year. So the governor will not be traveling during the election year after March. So it'll be primarily task force driven. Some of this stuff is fluid. So Best in Midwest continues. Talent for Tomorrow continues. I expect that we'll get some assignments relative to the, the chief operating officers, task forces, and uh, you know anything else that might come from, uh, from the governor. We don't know yet.
0: Well, that Best in the Midwest is a pretty significant reorganization, again, that I think a lot of people really are unaware of. But that's kind of an inside baseball thing that that's that's really a big change for the state.
1: You know, the department had about 800 employees, I think, and and now they've got about 170. Most of those people were redeployed throughout state government where the various sub-departments fit better. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were a number of retirements, et cetera. But anyhow, that department is now very much laser-focused, and they can do what they set out to do from the beginning, which is retain businesses and work with our businesses here in the state to make them healthier. And, and that's really what Director Dixon wanted to do when he came in. So, you know, mission is being accomplished.
0: Now, Steve, you're not doing this with tens of millions of dollars and a staff of 45 people. I know you run pretty lean. So why don't yeah. you talk a little bit about the – operations side sure. of Hawthorne Foundation.
1: You know, there's a basically a triumvirate when it comes to this economic development game. The DED works with Hawthorne. Hawthorne has an outreach arm called the Missouri Partnership. That's where the talent is. We organize the funding. We sponsor things like the Governor's Economic Development Conference, and that is now a 100% Hawthorne event. It used to be a state event. Uh, as part of Best in Midwest, they asked us to take that on, and mm-hmm. uh, and we did, and I think we've made that a real success. But that's the relationship. If you lo- use the bicycle analogy, which I like to use, the Hawthorne Foundation is the back wheel, the Missouri Partnership is the front wheel. And the front wheel is where the talent is. They go out and they, they solicit the businesses they, uh, they travel with or without the governor and his staff, and they, they bring the businesses here. There's a lot of talent there, a really good organization. We're proud to be associated with them.
0: And you have one or two folks who work with you as far as, as, far as employees of the Hawthorne yeah, Foundation? Yeah, I
1: have a staff of three, including myself. Very, very talented, experienced people. In uh, One comes from the not-for-profit realm, Kathy Wunderlich, who uh, helps me keep organized uh, the financial side of the business <laughs> uh, along with our accounting people. And then Annette Wallace, who's a retiree from the DED, Annette does all of our event planning. And And
0: your uh, normal day is out trying to create this economic development platform, work with all these different folks in the triumvirate to make sure that everybody is moving in the same direction. Well, and
1: and you see our our weekly email blast and stuff. I mean, a lot of what I do is investor relations and, and making sure that our investors are informed of what we're doing and also that they stay on the team.
0: You mentioned you have 11 people on the board could you sort of give us a cross-section of who those folks are? Sure. Not not specific names, but...
1: It's a uh, tribute to geographic diversity. Our chair is John Seabree, who's the CEO of Missouri Realtors. And then from there, we have people from the railroads. We have utility folks. We have the chancellor of the University of Missouri is on our executive committee. We have... People from the grocery business. Uh, I mean, it's a it's a wide breath across the state, and we're always trying to make sure that you know we're not St. Louis or Kansas City loaded. That we have people from Springfield and Joplin and and, uh, and others that give us that statewide breath. There is an element that uh, has always been in the state, which is uh, you know kind of urban v. suburban, urban versus rural. We try to you know leave that at the door, just like we leave the D's and R's at the door. We're totally non-political.
0: So you work with the governor, whoever the governor whoever is. the
1: governor is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my predecessor was uh, nominated by Governor Nixon and worked with Governor Nixon on uh, on his trade missions. And then, um, you know, I was nominated by Governor Greitens and then retained by Governor Parson. And uh, the executive directors of the Hawthorne Foundation it's kind of like a president's club. You know, we all, even though we're we may be different politically, we're non political when we're in the job, and we always support each other. So. Uh, I've had really good support from my predecessors.
0: Well, Steve, on behalf of all the members of AGC Missouri, and really, I guess, all the folks who benefit from the work of the Hawthorne Foundation, I want to thank you for your hard work and look forward to another great year of economic development in Missouri because of the work that you're doing.
1: Thanks, Len, and thanks again to to your membership for their investment and their uh, trust in our mission. Thank you very much.
0: Thanks again for listening. It's easy to subscribe to iPodcast AGCMO on any podcast platform, or you can always download any edition of iPodcast AGCMO at our website, www.agcmo.org. Thank you.